0: This is The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On The Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation. Today, we're going to be talking about how to protect yourself from hacking. We want to just go through some basic, basic ideas of how to protect yourself from hacking because it's if it isn't on your radar, it should be. And if you haven't been the victim of it, you could be. So, Paul, could you talk us through, we're talking about these uh, four steps for how to protect yourself from hacking. And the first one you laid out for us is getting a good antivirus software.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, let's step back a little bit. I mean, you are in a world, you know, where you drive around in your car and you observe bad actors and you avoid people that are speeding and you do all these different things. You wear a seatbelt you clean your windows, you know, you do all these proactive things to right. protect yourself. You make sure your kids are strapped in, etc. And we have to do a lot of that in in the in the digital world. So, some bottom line things. First of all, the easiest way, most effective way to prevent hacking or prevent yourself from being hacked is to not use the internet. Yeah. Okay. Don't connect your computer to the internet. That's called air-gapped. Make sure that there's no wires running into your computer. I know abs- how absurd that sounds, yeah. but you make a value judgment that it is worth the value I get out of it yeah. and balance that with the risk, the potential that is there. And You do that every single day. So, you know, in the PC world, we've had to deal with antivirus or viruses for a long time. The Mac world is no longer a safe haven. Yeah, You need to have antivirus on your computer so I'm going to ask you, Jacob, you've got a Mac do you have antivirus? I
1: I will confess, I do not have antivirus I have lived under the delusion of Apple is better and not
0: prone to getting hacked see, now that's an interesting you said delusion, but it's really an illusion because what it is, is that the market share of Apple computers is lower than that of PCs so if you're a malicious person and whatever their motivation is for doing this, are you gonna go after the market that has ten computers or the market that has a thousand computers?
1: Right.
0: Well, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna try and hack in and steal your your music, let's say, sure. I'm gonna go after the thousand people. That is why there's more viruses on PCs than there are on Macs now as Macs have become more mature and market penetration and saturation is you know more people buy Macs Well, that's there's a bunch of people I can go after over there if I'm a malicious actor so that old time you know limited commodity um, doesn't exist I can tell you that you know if you go and get an Atari 800 there are very few viruses that are going to be <laughs> right. written for the Atari 800. Yeah, and the same thing for Linux. You yeah. know, there's not a lot of viruses. There are because a lot of hackers use it and a lot of people use that. So, but you know, you could go and get an, a Next box, one of the old Next boxes from Steve yeah. Jobs' company, Next. But you could use, you know, an effective way is to use a OS that isn't very popular. Right. And that gets into, you know, something we'll talk about in just a second, virtual, virtual machines. Yeah. So antivirus and anti-malware, they're two separate things. Yeah. One of the things that you, you get if you buy one of these suites is a lot of stuff you don't really need. Yeah. They'll get, like, browser protection and all these different things that can really slow your machine down. Right. So you need to be diligent in choosing that. We recommend for Max Intego, which is a very good antivirus and network Great. security product or Kaspersky or ESET. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the reason we recommend those on the Mac side is because they don't take a lot of performance out of the machine. Okay. Now, you might say, well, all right, so I've installed all those. And you can get these things that occur, which are uh, pop-up storms. You know, yeah. you go to a site and this pop-up, this pop-up, this pop-up. And the leap is, oh, I've got a virus. Yeah. Well, no, not necessarily. You could go to a website that just pops up a lot of different things. Yeah and it's very hard to get control of that because they're popping up the things so fast and you think you've got a virus. It has nothing to do with that. Right. Okay. It's like if you turned on a television and they were playing four programs in four corners, it's right. like, okay, that's the way it is. And yeah, they kept yeah. opening new programs. Now you switch the channel, you go okay. to a different website, and you don't have that anymore. And uh, the other concept, if you really want to be secure, how can you do that? Well, you could use a separate computer. Yeah. Or you could use a virtual computer. Okay. So virtual machines, Windows 10, Professional comes with a Hyper-V, which yep. is a virtualization technology. Right. On the Mac, you can use VMware uh, yep. Workstation or VMware Player or Parallels. What's Parallels called? Or, par- or Parallels on the Mac. I forget what it's called, but um, I think it might be just called Parallels. So let me just say. On the Mac, you can use... VMware Workstation or VMware Player or Parallels to install another copy of an operating system Uh and then basically just use that as a throwaway operating system. So if it gets hacked, you basically can delete it. Right. And isolation is generally very good between a computer and the VM. Mm -hmm. There's also open source stuff. You can get VirtualBox, which is probably what most people will use. One of the things we've been toying around with here is creating a VirtualBox machine that you can download, which is actually a Linux-based machine that is hardened and has just a browser installed. So you could literally double-click on that. It would open up into a browser, and you're completely protected. And there are companies out there that offer that. The, it's, one's called Browser in a Box, which is also very good. And we're thinking of doing the same, similar thing as Browser in a Box. Wow. <laughs> so, but it's, it's subtly removed, and it's, it's a little bit of a hassle. Yeah. And that friction makes people not do that. Yeah. But if you ask the question, how do you protect yourself? Antivirus, anti-malware, if you really want to be protected use a separate machine or a virtual machine yeah. and then just be diligent. You yeah. have to be aware of what you're doing. Don't install things. Don't download things. Yeah. You know, we, in our IT practice, we can put in policies for companies that prevent users from installing things. Right. Well, then they complain, Hey, I can't do what I want. I can't get my job done. Yeah. So there's that, that balance yeah. that you have to strike. And, but those are critical things, you know, now, now, up until recently, the there was m- malware that would, or antivirus, that would try and, you know, get your credit card number. Right. You know, and honestly, if I'm a oh, malware no. person, should I go after you to get your credit card and try and deal with all the anomalies on your machine? That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. If it's a lot easier for me to hack into Target, and
1: right. get a million
0: credit card numbers. Right. So how do you get around that? Well, you know, the, most of the credit card companies out there have one-time use credit cards, which you can go to their website and say, I want a credit card number for today. Oh, wow. Right for now. And it, it expires with one use. Interesting. I didn't know that. So, yeah, it's really cool. You can do that. And if you're concerned and you have a website that you're like, ah, I'm not too sure about this website, or, and really what you're making a judgment on is whether their IT people are diligent in protecting yeah. their data. Right. So Target is a pretty big company. They should be pretty diligent, but they got caught. Yeah. They got into a problem. So you know, but you can go in, they have browser plugins where you can generate a new credit card number, and use that there. That's also a way to avoid that being stolen and used somewhere. So that's that's another thing you can do is sort of these one time use credit card numbers. Right. So the the four things are antivirus, anti malware, virtual machine and diligence. On the PC what i use is microsoft defender antivirus that's built into windows 10 right and i do use malwarebytes anti malware oh, okay. uh, their professional version not their free version and i find that the combination of those and not doing stupid things have kept me from getting hacked in yeah. that way now the the other thing that's out there now that wasn't out there a few years ago is, is ransomware okay and ransomware is usually they trick you into downloading and running an installer of something yeah. What they do is then they encrypt your data, and you can't decrypt it. Yeah. So encryption is basically scrambling the data in a way that makes it so that you can't read it. And unless you have a key to decrypt it, to unscramble it, it's useless. Um, and so they will actually say, you know, for $300, we'll give you the encryption, decryption key. Yeah, People have actually paid it, and they do do that. Well, the question, I was talking about this with somebody yesterday, is why in the world would they give you the decryption key? yeah I mean, you know, just give me the three hundred dollars, and you know so how do you avoid being a affected by ransomware, and the answer to that is good backups, yeah, so the problem with backups is most of them aren't good, no you know not intrinsically good, nothing is yeah, good, yeah. but what I mean by that is first of all, the test of a backup is can I restore it
1: right.
0: So let's say you have an external hard drive and you back up your data to it. Uh All right, so every night you have have five files on your computer, a list of birthdays, your book that you're writing, and three others. Yeah. And every night at 11 o'clock, it copies that data over to the hard drive. Mm -hmm. So you did that on Monday. On Tuesday, it copies it over again. So if I had been infected with ransomware between Monday and Tuesday, I had a known good copy over on my hard drive, Mm -hmm. and now they've encrypted it on my internal hard drive. I copy the encrypted over the normal version. I've now lost the normal version. Right. So now you say, well, gee, I have to have multiple backups. Right. And in, in a data center, we would do a daily backup that are separate. So I'd have a backup from Monday, a backup from Tuesday, a backup actually. from Wednesday, and then a weekly backup, yeah. and then a monthly backup. And I'd right. keep four weeks, and I'd keep five days or seven days yeah, of yeah. backups. So, And I have to be able to test those to make sure I can actually read them. So it's important, if you have a backup scheme, to isolate that backup from your system. Yeah. Because here's the problem. If you get an, uh, ransomware, it goes and encrypts your hard drive your backup drive is connected It's going to encrypt that oh yeah okay so now i've got an encrypted backup which i can't use yeah so now i have to have something that is disconnected yeah i use backblaze okay backblaze provides backup over the internet you know in the cloud unlimited for fifty dollars a year it sounds like a sales pitch but very easy to use and what's nice about it is they also provide versioning so my book i had chapter one in my book on monday i back that it backs up to backblaze yeah It's in the cloud. On Tuesday morning, I write chapter one and extend it to chapter two. One file. And then it backs up to the cloud. So now I have two versions. If I dial in and say I want the one from Monday. Now Wednesday comes, I get ransomware, and it backs up to the cloud. Mm -hmm. Now I have three versions. Right. Well, great. I can go back to Tuesday and get the most recent version. Does that
1: work for multiple machines, or is it? Wow.
0: uh you buy a license per machine. I see. So, it will one of the nice things is it does support external hard drives as well. Okay. Which is a nice feature and it's unlimited. Wow. So, it's it's a very nice service, very affordable and a very viable way to do it. You know, and a very simple web interface to say, oh, I want to get these files back and then you can download them and, and do that. If your whole machine fails and you're going to need, you know, 50 gigabytes back, Yeah, they have an option where they will send you a thumb drive or a hard drive of it. Oh, nice. And they even make it so that I think if you return the hard drive, you can get a credit back for it. Oh, great. So those, those are the things you want to do. You want to be aware that your backup is good, and the Backblaze is one of the best ways to do it.
1: Wow, that's great. Well, thanks for talking us through four ways or four plus ways of how to do, how to protect yourself from being hacked. I think it's super helpful, and it's certainly something that we all need to be attentive to and vigilant about. And I certainly repent of having (laughs) no security system on my computer.
0: (laughs) Well, let's see what next time we talk. We'll see if you have one at that point. Excellent. The
1: Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Savior Labs at saviorlabs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with Copious Amounts of Coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at pdparisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash pdparisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com.